Welcome to the Conversion Tracking Playbook, where we share how to overcome tracking challenges that e-commerce brands face today and real-world examples of transforming data into insights. Welcome back to another episode of the Conversion Tracking Playbook. I'm your host, Brad Redding, and after a week off, I'm back. February was a pretty crazy month travel-wise for me. I generally never leave my office, rarely my house, just kidding. But February, I had the Whaley's event in Austin, and then I had a mastermind in Nashville. And then last week, I had a High Rocks event. It's a World Series of Fitness Racing in Houston. And I shared a little story about that on my LinkedIn a couple days ago. So feel free to check that out. Anyways, I got a packed episode today, a bunch of various topics. I'll be going through some new releases from Elevar, a quick tip for attentive and Clavio users, TikTok post-purchase survey data, GA4 updates, and checkout extensibility, which we used to call Checkout One, all that and more today. So I'm just going to get right into it. All right. So first thing, Elevar News. We just released a long-standing requested feature, and this is our support for non-Shopify pages. And what I mean by our support for it, fully integrated with our server-side tracking. So this means you don't need your own GTM Google Cloud server-side container. Everything is fully functional with our server-side tracking. We ensure that whether you are using landing pages like Webflow, Zipify, WordPress, doesn't matter, literally any page builder. If you're using your own custom headless site, maybe you are a Pack Digital customer or using Shogun front-end or even Shopify's Hydrogen front-end framework, it doesn't matter, any non-Shopify storefront, there is now a step in our data layer configuration inside your settings that you can now integrate Elevar to ensure all attribution information is passed from those landing pages or the non-Shopify pages to your Shopify store. So all destinations like GA, Facebook, Cappy, TikTok, et cetera, those all function as normal. And you don't need to do any of the workarounds that we've had in the past, like URL decorators in your GTM web container, or have you custom implement or hard code passing query parameters or cookie values in your buy now button links. Literally, you just implement this one step in our data layer and everything will work as expected. So really excited to finally release that. That's been a long one coming. And uh, if anyone's interested, I know we have a pretty long wait list, not necessarily a wait list, but we have a long list of either customers or central customers that were looking to implement Elevar on their headless site, but we had that little bit of friction there. So if you're interested, just uh, reach out to us. You can either email me, Brad at GetElevar, or just hop onto our uh, Contact Us page. By the way, I know I have a couple emails from those of you that have emailed me questions. I'll get back to you. I really appreciate the outreach and the support and also just the general support and shout outs that we're getting in our GA4 Shopify Slack community and others really appreciate it. It means a lot because sometimes when you're just talking to yourself in a podcast, you don't know if you're uh, in the middle of a forest and nobody's around. All right. So that's the first one, Elevar News. Second thing, our Pinterest conversion API integration. That is finally out. I've mentioned it a few times on my personal LinkedIn and we've shared it. And we had a couple changes that we need to make during testing with Pinterest. So anyways, that is out, ready for beta testers. If you are interested, just contact us, help at Get Elevar. Or if you are an Elevar customer, if you log in, you actually should see a prompt that'll just allow you to raise your hand and tell us that you want that enabled for you. Other things coming soon, we are actively working on moving all of our order notes. So again, this is more of an Elevar customer specific update. 
if you likely see the order notes like our GA cookies and UTMs, et cetera, that we store on the right sidebar in your order notes, we're moving those essentially offsite. So we don't run into any complications where sometimes if you're using ShipStation, they might show up on the shipping slips. If you don't comment those out, it will remove the ability for us having to add anything to the Shopify cart session which if you have auto free gift, add to carts or anything that you might be doing with your site, that's again, dynamically updating the cart. We've seen race conditions in the past just with timing on when we're trying to add some of the attribution information. Anyway, so that will all go away. We won't be touching the onsite cart anymore and that'll all move offsite and really enhance. This is another very powerful enhancement to our server-side tracking. So that is what we are currently working on and we'll be releasing in March. We also have a couple other server-side integrations that we are in the final testing stages with. If you are interested in any of these, again, let us know. Outbrain, Awin, and Taboola. And we have another pretty big one that I'm not going to name. Otherwise, I will get a few team members that will be really uh, unhappy with me. But another pretty big one that is also in the works that you'll be hearing from us soon on, which I'm really excited about. And I wanted to share one quick story here with I was chatting with a good friend, Brendan from Thrive Cosmetics. We've known each other, gosh, four plus years at this point. And we were just talking about tracking and the Facebook pixel versus a conversion API. And he asked a really legitimate question that you've heard Thomas and I and others talk about, or John and I talk about in a previous podcast. But when can all tracking move server side? So essentially eliminate the need for any on-site JavaScript for all of your trackers and implementing it through GTM and having essentially all these code dependencies we're getting closer. So I shared with him the primary reason why we can't just make that switch today is most platforms so most marketing ad technology platforms, they don't have their own quote unquote conversion API. So they don't have a way for us to just build an integration with. If you've listened to this podcast long enough, you've heard me talk about primarily John, one of our lead solutions engineers, who he's just been working diligently for six, eight months on all of these different partner integrations and even consulting with their teams, trying to get their integrations or trying to help them build out their own API so we can get a lot of our customers and others implemented on that. And that helps with accuracy, essentially guarantees 100% accuracy and also can remove the need for on-site JavaScript. So you get these other tertiary benefits like less JavaScript can mean faster sites, et cetera. Anyways, that is one of our passions, our themes. We are pushing as hard as anyone out there on evangelizing these server-side integrations and trying to make them the best of the best. So that was my answer to Brendan is it's not that we don't want to. There are just literally some roadblocks that we can't physically remove, but we are taking our pickaxes and, and trying to chip away at those as fast as we can. So we'll be there. My answer to him was it probably won't be 2023, but I could see end of this year, early next year where that is more of a reality, where there might be some progressive brands that just say, no more on-site JavaScript. We're moving all tracking to server-side. So you might just have one quote-unquote proxy for your server-side tracking, whether that's Elevar, whether that's Segment, and then you manage everything else, all of your tracking integrations, off-site and server-side. It's not an if, it's a when. And I'm forecasting and thinking that might be more of a end of year, this year, and then early next year. That is it on the L of our news update. Let's move into a few others. This was also a recent share on my personal LinkedIn, and we'll put up a blog post soon on this. If you currently are using Attentive, this isn't, I'm actually picking on Attentive. This is just a general framework or tip to follow. If you are using Klaviyo as your email provider, and you're using a different service to collect your email and phone number, 
iAttentive or Postscript or Recart or others. You want to ensure that when somebody opts in to the attentive pop-up, so when they enter an email, that that activity is linked with the Klaviyo profile. So we've seen in some circumstances where I go to the site, I see the pop-up, I enter my email to get 10% off, I navigate through the site, I add the cart, but don't check out. That activity for some is not linked to Klaviyo. So when that happens, yes, my email gets into Klaviyo because there's a, that direct API integration between Attentive and Klaviyo where my email, Brad at Gedalvar, will be synced and I'll have a profile inside of Klaviyo. But my on-site activity will not be linked because there's not that linkage, essentially the identify and track linkage with Klaviyo, that's not synced. So you can just test this yourself, go incognito, try a new email, enter it into your email pop-up, go navigate to your product page, add to cart, open up Klaviyo in another tab. You might have to wait a couple of minutes for your email to sync, but you'll likely see your profile was created, the newsletter was sent to you, but you won't see any on-site activity. You won't see product view, add to cart, tracked event. If you don't see that, then you have a breakage. I think I can link to an individual post on LinkedIn, which I'll put in the show notes. So if that is you, I show exactly how to go through and do that. If you need help with that, you can just contact us. It's a pretty simple fix and we're working on automating that. There are others like Recart and uh, I think Postscript might, they might automatically do this. But anyways, just check it out. We came across that. Uh, we've been seeing this a little bit more frequently. And obviously, at say it's like you implement that, you should make money right away because your abandoned cart email flows will function as expected. Next tip or just general update. So there is a new release with TikTok and post-purchase survey platforms like Faring. I think NoCommerce has this as well. But TikTok is obviously very motivated to help quantify how their performance is driving. So TikTok usage is driving performance conversions on site that their Pixel or Events API may not report on. So there's two parts of this. One, TikTok ingesting your post-purchase survey data. So let's say you're using Faring and you have the how did you hear about us on the thank you page and someone selects TikTok. There's an integration now with Faring. If you're a no-commerce customer, I think they have it as well, that TikTok will start ingesting that data. So linking the order ID to the post-purchase survey data. What they don't have visible in the TikTok dashboard yet, but I think they're working on it is actually showing, so blending the post-purchase survey responses to your different campaigns. So the idea would be inside the TikTok platform is see your conversion API data, your pixel data, and potentially your post-purchase survey data. So I thought that was pretty cool. If you are an LFR customer, we are also working with that same TikTok measurement team on essentially just better measurement enhancements and visualizations. I don't have too much to share with that yet, but that is something that we are also working with the TikTok team on just to help better expose performance and ultimately having them vet the data that we're sending or that we're collecting and sending to TikTok on behalf of our customers like you. So that's uh, another quick tip on the TikTok post-purchase survey data. Just go check out Faring and NoCommerce to learn more about how their integrations work. And I think they both have ad credits as well. So if you are a customer of one of them, Faring or NoCommerce, and you participate in this, you'll get a couple thousands of dollars in ad credits to use on TikTok, which free money is good most of the time. Next up, let's talk GA4. So a few things happening here in the world of GA4. The latest Shopify release of the, I'll call it a quote unquote native integration with GA4 is by March 23rd. So that is a couple of weeks away. This is not being built by Shopify. It's actually a part of the Google channel. 
Unfortunately, we don't have any insider information on exactly how it's going to function, what customization you're going to have or not have with it. So really a TBD. So keep your eyes peeled for that. I'm sure once it's released, it'll be mass hysteria and uh, happiness that that is now available for all Shopify customers as it should. Next thing on the GA4, so this is also something that's been pretty hot lately, and this is the GA4 automated migration. So you've probably seen a pop-up inside your Universal Analytics property saying, hey, we're going to automatically migrate all of your settings and everything from Universal Analytics to GA4 for you. If you don't listen to anything else, I would just say don't do that. Don't opt in. In our GA4 Slack community that was in our weekly lesson channel where we just gave some quick tips on what to do if you do decide to opt in and have some of those settings migrated, what to look out for. But in general, the primary reason why we suggest and others suggest uh, not doing the auto migration is A, you won't have necessarily control on all, if you have all of your goals in Universal Analytics and those get synced over to GA4 as conversions. And you also have your Google Ads linking automatically migrated over. There's the chance that you might have bidding start to happen on Google Ads or GA4 conversions linked to Google Ads that you don't want. So you want to be really careful that you don't accidentally enable any crazy bidding on GA4 conversions that were created from Universal Analytics. Data collection, Universal Analytics data collection is very different than GA4. GA4 is event and property driven. So event properties, user properties, Universal Analytics, if we just think like event category, event action, event label. Those are extremely different than the event properties in GA4. It'll be a mess. If those are just automatically ported over in a GA4, your GA4 events, if you go to your GA4 view and go to your property settings, you'll see a section called events. And this is where you'll see a bunch of your events that are listed there. So if you're an LVR customer, you'll see DL view item, DL add to carts, DL purchase, et cetera, et cetera. If you have event actions that are dynamic in Universal Analytics, so let's say you created an event tracking your main navigation click. So main nav click, new, main nav click, deal, main nav click, you know, women's, men's, et cetera. If they're dynamic and let's say you have hundreds of variations or thousands of variations, if you have event actions that are tracking dynamic URLs, all of those will get created as custom events instead of GA4 and it's just going to be a mess. There's a lot more nuance here in terms of the data collection of why we, again, recommend either go with the Google GA4 integration when they launch that, assuming it works as expected, or use a service like LVR or Little Data or others out there that offer GA4 for Shopify as well. But in general, just don't do the auto migration. It's just not worth it. There will be other steps in there. So if let's say you have hundreds of users that you need to migrate to the new GA4 property or potentially audiences that you want synced or you want moved over from Universal Analytics to GA4, you can choose to connect the properties and then mark certain items complete. So let's say you want to mark data collections complete, Google Ads is complete, events migrated are complete, but you want Google to automatically migrate your users and your audiences. That's like the partial migration that you can do. You do have control if you want that part managed for you. Again, you can manually mark some of these other, I think there's 12 total steps. You can manually mark the 12 other steps complete. So check that out. If you aren't in our GA4 Slack community, put a link in the show notes as well. That'll just give a link that you can add your email and we'll shoot out the Slack invite for you. Other GA4 stuff. We are currently working on rebuilding common reports. I would say this is probably one of the most common requests that we're getting is how can we recreate some of these universal analytics reports in GA4? Keep an eye out for that. If you have any specific report wants ideas, share them in our Slack community. Others might be creating them or might have already created them that you can uh, R&D from them. So that's another pretty common topic that we are hearing from many different folks. 
And that's it. Last note I have myself here is just a reminder on the Slack group. Vishal from our team shared a couple amazing videos training and just walking you through on how events work in GA4 and things like referral paths, et cetera. We are looking at questions that come up in the group and trying to proactively create educational content. So it's not necessarily something you need to be super active in daily, but if you spend you know a couple of minutes a week, you'll likely learn something new that'll help you as we approach the July switch. Last but not least for today, I have the checkout extensibility update, aka checkout one, which I was calling in many of our previous podcasts. We are told now it's called checkout extensibility. So it's not just tracking related, it's think about implementing rebuy or other apps that are compatible with the new checkout that Shopify released last year. And they announced some pretty amazing updates in the recent Shopify editions with a one-page checkout, just faster checkout with ShopPay. Just based on talking to many of you, we are anticipating significant move by many brands moving over to the new checkout in the next couple of months. Uh, some are going through the process of essentially doing a delta of what functionality do we have in our current checkout where we've customized through our checkout.liquid what's currently available as checkout extensibility extensions, so apps. Is Elevar integrated with a new checkout? Yes. Is Rebuy integrated? Yes. Are other platforms, apps, et cetera, are they available with the new checkout? So that is one that we are also very keenly aware of and watching. I will say if you are a Shopify non-plus customer, you've never been able to edit the checkout that liquid. So it's not as applicable to you. But if you are a plus customer, don't just leave this podcast and go switch over today because there are changes that need to be done manually for your conversion tracking. So if you are not an LOVR customer, you'll essentially have to move any of your Google Tag Manager or tracking from that might be living or initiated from your checkout.liquid. Let's say it's Google Tag Manager and you have your purchase data layer in the checkout.liquid, which if you're a plus customer, that's how the things, the old BVA, GitHub data layer, I think again, that was also implemented through the checkout.liquid. If you just switch over and you don't move anything to the order status scripts setting, you'll lose all of your purchase tracking. So just be cognizant, go through steps. I will also have a couple links. I gotta make sure I, there's a lot of links. I'm promising here in the show notes. So I'm gonna take a note right now on that one. Just I have there's two articles I'm thinking of, one on an Alec base and one on our blog. But I'll, there'll be just process for you to go through to ensure if you want to go through and move over to the new Shopify checkout on your own. There's a couple steps you just have to make sure that you move some of your data layer and tracking scripts from your checkout.liquid, move them to the order status page for now. There's a previous episode I talked about that. There's a sunset date for that in the future as that will also be eventually moved to checkout extensions or checkout extensibility. Anyways, make sure you just follow that process for your tracking so you don't lose it. And if you are an LOVR customer, utilize our server-side destinations for GA, for Facebook Capy, for TikTok, for Impact, for Critio, any of these others. You can also leverage our webhooks for the checkout events. So if you plan on doing that and you want to leverage our webhook events that if you don't see it available inside your server-side destination yet, then just let us know. We've had this in beta for three to four months as we've been finalizing a few integrations with the WebPixel API. At some point soon, this will also be exposed where anybody can just toggle on webhook usage throughout the entire Shopify checkout, the new checkout that's compatible with the WebPixel API. So if you aren't planning on making the change to the new checkout until April, don't worry about anything. By that point, you'll be just good to go and you won't really have to do anything crazy or fancy with the LLVAR server-side destinations. 
hopefully this isn't too abstract. I feel like it might be getting a little bit into our world of what's going on with all these different moving pieces, with new checkout extensibility, with a WebPixel API, with a new server-side destination changes, and everything that's happening with the order status page. Thank you, Scripps. But there are two links in the show notes that will show you how to go through this if you do want to move to the new Shopify checkout ASAP. I want to be sure that you limit any gaps in your tracking. So that's all I have for today. A bunch of links in the show notes. And if I forgot anything, I apologize. Just shoot me an email if you have any questions, brad at getlovar.com. And I just wanted to say thank you for your support. And I'm excited for next week with some more exciting content for you. So until then, have a great one. I will see you next time. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, we release two new episodes per week. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that you subscribe and listen to your podcasts. I also have a favor to ask. I'd really appreciate if you could leave a comment or review so I can learn exactly how to improve future episodes for you. And last but not least, if you want to connect with me, find me on LinkedIn by searching Brad Redding at Elevar. That's E-L-E-V-A-R. Or you can DM me on Twitter. My handle is I am Brad Redding. I look forward to connecting with you. Thanks again.